On this podcast, we talk to thought leaders about feminine and masculine energy and how it shows up in our business, our parenting, and especially our relationships. We'll dig deep on any and all topics under the sun. Grab a coffee and buckle up. This is the She's the Owner podcast. Hey, everybody. It's Kara with the She's the Owner podcast. And I am doing another solo episode here. And um, I'm recording actually from Huntsville, Ontario. I'm on a bit of a family getaway and I have a little time on my own. And I thought I would do a quick podcast. So one of the things that have come up for me recently, actually, from one of my guests of a podcast was inner child and what that means and inner child healing and what that's all about. So here's the thing that I find really interesting about it is I, I've known and I've heard of this term for years. And I find it really interesting how we can go in, I don't know, I guess kind of in circles around growth and healing and doing all those things and peeling away all the layers, but then underneath it, there's still this thing. So no matter all the work that you've done, I'm finding that if you don't address that one piece, that piece of healing, then it's not that the rest of it is a waste. You can still move the needle ahead, but it definitely makes um, that other type of growth more challenging. And so what does inner child look like for me and the healing that I'm looking to do? So I am a product. And here's, here's the thing that I find so interesting about it is that even when I'm about to say what I'm about to say, I feel super vulnerable saying it. And I have some deep shame around feeling that level of vulnerability and even saying that it might be still an issue. And here's part of why, because I've done all this work, I've done different events, I've done, you know, coaching, I've done even therapy when I was younger. And so when I, in my hunter mode, let's call it, or in my head, I'll get to this point where I'm like, maybe I have some healing to do around this little kid inside me. And as soon as I say that, I start to cringe and I'm like, ugh, like what kind of wimp? Actually, the terminology I use, what kind of bitch are you? You're being a little pussy. And I know those are very harsh words and I know that's conditioning on my part. But I'm being, you know, I'm all about vulnerability in this podcast. I'm all all about transparency and I'll never bullshit you. And so those really are the words that come to mind. And I look at myself and I kind of think like, what are you even complaining about? Like you've healed from that or you've, you've done, you've done work. So why are we even back here to talk about this thing, this inner child thing? And so part of that comes from the work in personal development, right? I mean, we do all this work and we're taught to see gratitude in things. We're taught to see the best in every situation and we're taught to not sit and rehash all these old things. But the reality is, is that if you've never done the work on that piece and gone back and fixed it, my feeling, my opinion is that it's going to keep finding a way to squeeze through your life and mine definitely has. And so for me, it's showing up in, I would say probably the biggest area is my body. So, for some of you who who know me well, you know my my journey through um, Graves' disease, which is an overactive thyroid disease, all the way through to Hashimoto's, is, and which is what I have now, which is an underactive uh, thyroid. And I've done a ton of, you know, I've seen different doctors, I've seen different naturopathic doctors, I've seen, you know, a lot of different modalities, and 
I seem to just get stuck in there. And what I came to realize when I did this podcast with this, who I'm going to, she's my new friend, um, is that whenever, when we talked about like the inner child, that was part of what the conversation was, I get a knot in the middle of my body. So in the, above my belly button. So the solar, the solar plex chakra, if, if you're a chakra person, and I get like this nervousness when I think about my childhood and in particular, probably around the age of 10 is when I start to get that, when I start to feel that way, I talk about that, I start to get this knot in my stomach and I, I'm confused by it. I'm like, why is this, why is this a thing? And if you know me, you know that my major problem, the problem I have the biggest issue with in my body is my middle. That's where I gained all the weight. That's where I have the hardest time losing the weight and I can do. And so I'm lovingly asking for nobody to, uh, to offer up any type of solution. Cause I've definitely read about all of them. And, um, it's not even a body problem at this point. Cause I've done all the, t- you know, the proper eating, I've done all that type of stuff. I, I, all that kind of stuff has been handled. So now that's what forces me to say, okay, like I've done the mechanical things correctly and it still doesn't seem to move the needle as quickly as I'd like it to, or as much. I can lose like 10 or 15 pounds, but really my body wants to get rid of 50 pounds or 40 pounds. And so I'm being kind of backed into a corner now to look at it from a holistic, energetic, spiritual level, which is this healing of this inner child. And when I, when I was growing up, there were situations, um, where my mother would be suicidal or claim to be suicidal. And I say claim because she never had any intention of doing it, but she wanted my father to think that she was going to do it because that's how she found love and attention and, and, um, significance was from that type of behavior. And so very early on, my job, my role as the big sister was to make sure that my brother was okay and make sure that, you know, she wasn't, she didn't have access to different types of things that she could actually harm herself with. And so I went into the hunter mode, masculine mode to get shit done, even at 10, to make sure that nothing was, in a, you know, she had no access to things that she could harm herself with. So when I even think about that, yeah, my tummy gets very like knotted. And so before, I probably wouldn't have recognized that as a sign that some shit needs to be, to be healed. I would have probably said some other thing. Oh, it's, I, I have no idea what I would have said. But literally, since I recorded the last podcast with my friend, um, the, the podcast, it's Kristen, if you're looking to, to hear that podcast. But every time I say it, now I'm super aware that that's what happens to my body when I talk about my childhood. And so I feel a bit nervous, a a bit scared because, and also it's not, it's, you know, in my masculine, I don't, I can't, there's no solving that one, right? This is purely feminine divine. I have to get very deep into my feminine. And as much as I'm working and, and working toward really being more in that zone, it still makes me uncomfortable, like all of you, right? I mean, being vulnerable at that level is tough because we're not conditioned that way anymore and we're not used to it. And so even for me, somebody who's, you know, leading the charge in masculine feminine energy 
amongst my tribe and my peers and my community, I still feel this like gnawing, holy shit, do I really have to do this? And the answer is, fuck, I do absolutely have to do this because the longer I procrastinate on healing this, so now I've acknowledged it. And if you've ever talked to my children, I always say, once you've acknowledged it, you can no longer be ignorant to the problem. I've acknowledged that I I have a deep sense that my body and this healing is directly connected. Once I heal the child, I feel like my body's going to have a much greater chance of healing itself. So I can no longer plead ignorance. But now what, right? So now, now I'm on the hunt for, again, right, in my masculine, and let's just say maybe if I need to dip down into my heart a bit deeper, but I'm on the search for how am I going to heal this once and for all? Um, and the shadow work I do is one way for sure. Um, my daughter, Amanda, um, what's it called? She uh, shared with me a, a shadow journal that I work through. And I haven't looked at it in a couple of weeks. And I looked at it this morning and I'm like, okay, so I need to do that work. And really what that shadow work does is it, it it's designed to have questions that really help you to get there quickly and to start thinking about those types of things and answering them from that place. Um, so that's one way that I'm going to, I'm committing myself to it. And the other way is looking for some retreats. I mean, there are thousands of incredible healers in, at least in North America. Um, and so that's one of the things that I'm, I'm looking to do is to heal myself, but go away and do it. And I have this weird sense right now of being like, I, I think I've talked about it before uh, in a blog post recently, but it's sort of like a, the equivalent to you know, being a priestess and going up into a mountain and maybe that's midlife crisis. Maybe, I don't know, whatever it is. It's just, I have a calling to go be by myself for a while. And I have, you know, three adult children and one, um, tween we'll call her. So she's, you know, her dad and her can hold the fort down for a few weeks if that's what it takes. But it's just kind of one of those things I'm in this place in my life where I'm like, I really do need to address this because I feel like this is the moment in life where, let's even say my mom, like my mom was deeply, deeply, deeply wounded. And if she understood to recognize and feel her body in her forties, I guarantee she'd be with us now because it's my belief and the belief of many that dis-ease in the body is dis-ease. It's not, it's something that is not in harmony and it's tends to be emotional. For me, it's emotional you know, I've, I've done a lot of the other work. There's nothing kind of left. It's like, okay, now this is like my spirit, my spirit of a child that was terrified when she was young, my spirit of a child who is always watching every single thing around her to make sure something wasn't going to go wrong. You know, even now we were driving up to um, the, the hotel that we're at and there was a truck that had a trailer on it and it bounced. I had my car window open, which I love driving with the windows open and it bounced and I nearly jumped 10 feet, right? Like if I could in the car, like loud noises scare the shit out of me. It could be, it could be absolutely nothing ominous, but if I hear a loud, like a, a plate drop hard on the counter, I will internally freak out. I'm ready to fight. And so I'm looking at all of those things and I've always been aware, but I'm looking at them in a much deeper level because now I'm sort of like, okay, well, like Kara, you've unpeeled all this stuff. Now you're really at the core of it. And it's like facing me directly looking at me going, okay, like you got to handle this now. And so that is part of, for me anyway, I think that's part of the feminine divine is like really opening to the fact that, um, 
my hunter hasn't fixed it all. My hunter has fixed a lot of it. My hunter is the thing that helped me to search for it. But now my, my gatherer, my feminine has to take over to, to really heal it. And, um, it's a tough spot to be. And I would be lying if I said I was excited. I'm not, I would be lying if I said, I'm looking forward to this next part. Cause I'm not, I'm not, I'm looking forward to what it'll feel like after, but I'm definitely not looking forward to digging this up. And for me, it's like, again, you know, I've been conditioned to not dig things up, right. To not dig it up to just look at it and say, I love it. Great. It happened. I'm grateful. And I am all those things, but I still haven't had a moment in my life since 10. So 34 years, I haven't given myself even a minute to honor it, to see it, to acknowledge it, and then to heal and move past it. Because again, and, and ladies, I guarantee you there's, there are women on this listening to this podcast who are nodding their heads because we, it, when you get put into that, go get shit done mode. When on earth do you ever stop? When w- women will stop when they're sick or if their spouse cheats and leaves or whatever, but it's never a situation where you're intentionally like, very few of us will stop and be like, okay, I need to address this. Most of the time it is when a woman gets ill with something really scary. They're like, oh fuck, I better look at this. I'm making the choice to, oh, fuck, look at this before my body really gets uncomfortable and I really have way more healing to do. Like, to me, that's, this is the moment, this is the fork in the road where I'm like, okay, let's do it. But when you're in hunter mode from any type of trauma, you're not conscious to say, I'm going to stop. Like, I'm blessed to have the type of people around me that, brought this to my consciousness and my awareness when it did, right? Because who knows when I would have stopped long enough to be like, ugh. And a thyroid problem is pretty mundane compared to what else could be going on. And I've had this thyroid problem for my entire adult life since I was, I was first diagnosed with Gray's disease when I was 18, 19. I'm 44 now. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to being healed or more healed I'm nervous about the healing process. Um, And so what my plan is, is to do a lot of the shadow work now, but I'm also looking to do a retreat on my own where I'm able to really find the tools and have somebody sit with me and do the, you know, various practices that are going to help me clear out the clutter, clear out the energy, clear out the part in the middle of my butt of my belly so that I can really keep doing what I'm doing and do it even better and maybe help some of you once I know kind of how the process goes, etc. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's it. That's, that's what I wanted to share. There's, you know, some really exciting, um, stuff coming down the, down the pipeline and, um, I will absolutely take you guys on this healing journey with me. I'm planning to go in the next say 30 to 60 days um, the plan is to go to Sedona. I'm very called there. I've never been to Sedona. I've been through Arizona, but I've never been to Sedona. And so because of the energy that's there, I'm being very called to, to go there to do this healing. And so if any of you have any suggestions on some really cool retreats out there, please drop me a DM and let me know. Um, what, you know, a place that you've gone to. I have a couple of interviews with some people now 
Uh, and the other cool part is that this will almost be a bit of a scouting trip because, um, as you, some of you know, I'm doing the slum, slumber party, the goddess slumber party. Uh, it's scheduled for December, but it looks like we're probably going to have to push it back to the spring just because of COVID, et cetera. Um, but it's, it's really limited. There's only going to be 20 spots. I'm renting a gorgeous Airbnb. We're going to have spa services coming. We're going to watch movies. We're going to have a glamorous dinner together where a chef is going to come and cook for us. And we're really just going to be together um, kind of in, you know, luxury slumber party, no work agenda, nothing like that. So when I go to Sedona, that's where the slumber party is going to be held. I will definitely be scouting out some properties and, and such. So um, if that interests you, hit the website up. You can click on the Goddess Slumber Party tab and uh, put your name down to be on the wait list. But again, there's only 20 women and um, it's going to be very, very limited this first time. So if you want to get in, make sure you put your name in there. But uh, yeah, that's it. Thank you all for listening. I'm just floored by the feedback I'm getting and um, I'm so happy to serve in this way. I mean, that's what this is about. It's it's service. I want to help women feel more balanced and more comfortable and more vulnerable and all of the beautiful things that come along with a feminine divine and still crush it in business because I still love that shit too. All right, ladies and gents, I love you. And um, don't forget to leave a review if you've liked this podcast and um, we'll talk soon. Bye for now.